Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Rising podcast. In case you thought you were listening to the Russian Pottery Weekly podcast, you're actually here at the Coaches Rising podcast. Actually, I just got completely distracted watching Reggie Watts. Uh, he's a, a comedian that Jeff refers to in this podcast, so I thought I'd check him out and I got distracted. I recommend you do too. I'm a little bit... Um, discombobulated from that yeah so as I just mentioned Jeff Fitch is who we're going to be talking to in this podcast and we're going to be exploring the journey from conventional stages of development to post-conventional stages of development and in particular what Jeff and his colleagues at Pacific Integral called the meta-aware stages so we'll be talking about as we make that shift what kind of capacities come online and what kind of modes of knowing come online there's quite a lot of terminology in this. If you're not familiar with developmental psychology, we use different words. And I, I try to invite Jeff to define what we mean by them. But I try to link to images that just kind of give a visual representation of these stages so you can get a sense of this journey we're talking about. But it's basically this journey beyond conventionality into post-conventionality. So Jeff Fitch is, well, as I said, he's a coach and... Uh, he's been working in this field of kind of transformative learning for over 25 years. He's running a very powerful transformational program called Generating Transformative Change, which I believe is on its 30th cohort and spans three continents. And, you know, in that program, they're really looking also about this, this shift, you know, into these post-conventional stages and how we can kind of manifest our being and our expression at those stages in the world. So, as usual, if you feel like sharing this podcast, I'd be very grateful. I just want as many coaches to benefit from all the cool people we have on it as possible. If you feel like leaving a review, that would be awesome too. And without further ado, here is Jeff Fitch. Jeff, it's been a, it's good to see you, and it's been a long time uh, since we last spoke. I think maybe six or seven or eight years, but um, it's really good to see you again. How you doing? I can't believe it's been that long. It's uh, yeah, it's really good to see you too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm doing very well, thank you. Cool. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm, I mean, I, I'm excited to speak to you today because you know I want to talk about a topic that's. Uh, really uh, important to me, you know, something I'm exploring in my own experience, and that's this idea of post-conventional uh, development, um, post-conventional leadership. And uh, so we're going to explore what that means and then what kinds of capacities kind of come online at that stage and what's it like to coach somebody, you know, when, in making that transition. So, uh, we're going to go into that, but let's just kind of zoom out a little bit. And, you know, crazy world we're in right now. And, um, you know, you're one of the uh, teachers and, and um, people leading Pacific Integral and, um, you know, doing powerful work, developing leaders. What, what do you think is being required of us in these times as, as, as leaders, as people? That's a small question to start off with. Mm, wow, that is such a that's such a big question, and it's obviously one that <clears throat> I'm I'm completely, you know, inadequate to respond to as as we all are, you know. So maybe the maybe, maybe the first response is just to be is just to be humble about that, you know. But it it does this is you know a a huge significant time in our history you know particularly uh i mean there is there is political change and social change happening all around the world um and uh that's of significance um and but there that's happening at a time when there are there are deeper systemic issues that are really you know critical particularly uh climate change and environmental collapse which were which we're facing as a species. And um, I, I think that uh, the, when we get to that level of complexity, you can't really map the, so, the solutions, right? Or to say, here's, you know, it's gonna take, a, you know, this, this is the recipe, you know, it's gonna take a, 
six grams of this and you know uh, seven ounces of that um it's at a level of complex that we can't really know how to respond to exactly Mm -hmm. however you know it also we also know from from that level of complexity that it's that it's going to take all of us in, in some sense uh, in, in, in structures that are emergent and in ways of organizing that are new. Uh, so at the same time, we know we can't just uh, kind of allow our leaders to solve that problem because that, that kind of structure is also uh, not up to task. So it's going to take all of our involvement and to be involved. I think, um, uh, you know, some of the things that I think about, Joel, is that to be involved in a, in a kind of environment that we're in now it takes it takes our heart so it actually takes us to have to repeatedly open our heart to the world and what's happening in it uh, and not to collapse in resignation or cynicism or um, you know the various subtle ways that we step back from the world and don't fully engage so it takes our heart it's going to take our presence. So actually showing up, having the conversations that we need to have, mm-hmm. uh, stating the truth that needs to be stated, you know, being engaged, being involved. Uh, and and uh, I think also it w- will take our grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I think uh, to move forward, as you know, you know, as we, as we all know, as as coaches and as working with people who are engaged with their own change, uh, in order to step into something new, it requires a letting go of the past, and and usually there's that moment in letting go of the past where we have to kind of take in the impact of how that we've had on the world, of how we've been, of of the situations that we've got ourselves into that the way that we've shown up and in seeing that and becoming ready to step into something new, there's usually a kind of moment where you have to let that in, right? Or you have to, to, to let in the past (laughs) so you can step into the future and the bigger the change, you know, often the bigger, um, you know, the, the more of it we have to let in, you know, and there's, and, and so I think uh, for, you know, for, for all of us confronting our, you know, one of the biggest things is, is human beings is confronting our, our limitations. We're coming out of this kind of modern wave of consciousness where we, you know, kind of thought that we were the masters of the universe. And, um, and so having to actually confront our limitations as a, as a species and what we can and can't do and is a, is a humbling thing. And, and right now for those, for example, engaged in, in addressing climate change, there's a, there's a reckoning here as we come to this point of can we, you know, how much of the, is the mixture actually addressing the issue? What can we actually address versus what do we have to grieve and, and mm. live with? So, Yeah. So those are some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm struck by how it seems like there's two responses we can take, you know, um, simplifying it, but this way that you're talking, you know, opening our hearts, being presence, becoming presence, being present and feeling our grief, you know, and I can feel, I felt that inside of me these past months and years and my tendency to pull away from that, my tendency to sometimes be overwhelmed or to close down. And, and also those moments when I open into it and allow myself to be touched and transformed by those forces in the world and the humility and the vulnerability that requires, you know, that, um, and it, it, it seems to evoke something inside of me, you know, which is like, yeah, I could, because, you know, I guess what I was going to say, the other response is one that we seem to be seeing in the world, which is, you know, to kind of really polarize or to kind of become more ethnocentric, you know, populist kind of move and hunker down and, it, and really amplify that win-lose game 
that seems to be at the heart of a lot of the issues we're facing. You know, you mentioned collective. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, like, I guess what it's evoking in me is this kind of sense of like, we, I can't do this alone. Yeah. How can we have conversations that, 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 that matter that, right. Are the solution and actions and, you know, so that touches me what you share. Yeah, thank you, Joel. The the point that you said is that I can't I can't do this alone is is really important. You know, it's um, it, you know, I think particularly in the sort of Western Northern Hemisphere, you know, context, we 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 uh, you know we we've learned to grieve alone, right? And um, these days, you know, <laughs> with a beer and Netflix, <laughs> no, right. and our sorrows, you know, but 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 grieving is really a, it's a communal process. Mm-hmm. You know? It's uh, it's something that really happens in the collective. It's when we when we hear each other's sorrows and pains and and um, and are able to hold them collectively. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's really important, and I think what you mentioned too is there is a there is a kind of a movement to regress in this too, you know, a movement to you know to the extremes, and um, that's part of the whole process process that's happening, and um, it's playing out. You know, there's many different things happening at once. There's whole territories of human society that are waking up and engaging and becoming polit- politically active. There's there's new vibrancy in the center, you know, there's, there's, you know, sort of xenophobia and racism and sexism and populism and, and tribalism, you know, happening. And, and it's all part of that world. You know, one of the things in in the United States that, you know, in our own sort of immigration issues that really isn't talked about much is how the, the extent to which that, the, 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 the migration, uh, the northern migration is, is also a function of climate change, you know, um, that, that the, you know, struggling regions in Central America, you know, and part of what's happening there is, is people not being able to rely on, on um, sustaining themselves on the land as well as they have in the past. Yeah. So it's all part of the same puzzle and it's, one way or the other, it's going to move forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's kind of, I don't know. I was going to say, let's see how we can kind of talk about this post, this post conventional move in the context of this, you know, this global, uh, time, these global times we find ourselves in. So, um, you know, we're talking about developmental psychology. Many of your listeners will be aware of, you know, previous guests that we've had on like Robert Keegan and Jennifer Garvey Berger and so on. Um, um, so yeah, like, could you, t- could you tell me what you mean by post conventionality? I mean, I know there's many, you know, differentiations within that, but let's mm-hmm. start with a broad one and then z- zoom in on some key kind of, kind of, facets and capacities that come online. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a funny word, isn't it? Cause convention is constantly shifting, you know? So you have a little, you have a little, uh, you have a little stake. Um, I think, I think actually where people have referred to some of those kind of rough developmental territories has, has shifted over the years. But, but what, what I'm, you know, what I'm referring to is, um, uh, you know, the, it's basically kind of the later stages of human development when post-conventional, you think it's like after what's conventional. So if you think about kind of the, the kind of conventional mindset that's largely online in, in whatever, you know, community or organization or context you're working in, that's just a simple definition is it's really whatever comes after that. Mm. And in the, to use the kind of colors that are sometimes used, um, uh, you know, this is, you know, I'm referring to kind of teal and later or 
Cooper and Suzanne Cook Reuters model around the stages model that's referred to as strategist and later, later those kind of uh, stages. So it's really um, just a couple of qualities that you can think of with that is, is one is it's, um, or in spiral dynamics, you know, it's a kind of yellow and later, um, but really the stages in, in our work, um, you know, in my own coaching work and our work with clients, we work with a kind of broad spectrum, but in the Pacific Integrals uh, Generating Transformative Change Program, we're really working with people that are working in, that are kind of living in those later stages and, and working to activate their own expression of their consciousness in the world, their own leadership from, from whatever place that they're in. And, and so it's, it's kind of a, um, you know, uh, you can't really generalize too much because it's developmental, right? So it can, we continue to grow and we, we, um, most often use the stages model developed by Terry O'Fallon. And then in that model, she identified kind of two additional later stages. So we have a kind of map of what she calls the metaware stages, which is the stages based on the self grounded in awareness itself. So you can think of those kind of roughly as transpersonal stages. So, so it's kind of the latest subtle stage in, in that model and then emerging into these transpersonal stages or stages based where the self is beyond is primarily identified with something beyond the subtle ego. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's the, the kind of territory we're in. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of terms you just brought in there. And, and so let's kind of like, um, yeah, like, you know, we use, we kind of mentioned a few different. It's, it's one of the post conventional capacities has become completely unintelligible. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm definitely keen to kind of talk about some of these yeah. like later stages. Um, is it useful? Which, which kind of like terminology would you like to use now? Like, um, you know, is it, was it useful to use the colors or? I'm going to use the stages model. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, 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 I'm throwing out different perspectives because not everybody knows that model, but I'll tend to use that model in the conversation. Does that work or should we? Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. And I'm not familiar with the stages there. So, so what yeah. would be, well, let um, me, can I say something about that? That yeah. it's it built on, you know, it's built on, um, it's kind of an evolution, you could say, or informed by the work of Levenger and Susan Cook Reuter. So, so some of the terminology is similar. So, um, uh, you know, the stages in the, you know, um, uh, the, the kind of teal stage being strategist and construct aware. And in Susan's model, there's the unitive stage. And in the stages model, there's, there's, for what they call metaware stages, which are stages um, based on, you know, like in construct aware and later. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So um, let's just, let's just kind of define very quickly. Um, I'm kind of curious to talk about these meta aware stages. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, turquoise and kind of bringing the color back in, um, Um, but like the strategist. So once we get, we move into the post-conventional, just give me a flavor of the strategist. So the, the strategist is um, n- n- not a metaware stage, but it's the, in the stages model, the last subtle stage. Um, so it's um, by subtle, we mean um, the, 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 uh, the self identified with, thought emotion with the subtle content of the mind so that's the kind of primary tier that you're in and that really that really starts when our own kind of abstract thinking comes online but completes once we have a sense of not just our own subtle mind but also the subtle collective Mm. what do you mean by subtle collective well what i mean is you know, there's a stage when we get to green, really, we start to, we start to perceive the collective as not just a group of individuals, but a quality of the space that we're in, right. the kind of conversation that we're in. 
it's a, it, the context that we're in, the, the kind of subtle systems and habit patterns and assumptions. And so it's, you can see that this is the kind of relational environment that we're in at that point. And that's the level that we work with. Yeah. And, and, and at, at that, that subtle collective, it isn't a, you know, we think of a collective as a, you know, as a set of bodies, you know, that's, right. the, that's really a concrete collective, but the subtle collective is the, the quality of field that we're engaged with. So, so the strategist is really the, the, the most mature and complete subtle stage. So it kind of understands both the subtle individual or the, you know, the, 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 um, the, you know, the, 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 the self identified with the mind and emotions and body, and then the subtle collective, which is the environment we're in, the context we're in. So that's why, you know, at strategist, we're, we're seeing complexity because that's a, you know, those, that environment is, is a, is composed of a plurality of, of polarities and perspectives and systems and contexts. So it's a very complex environment. Um, and we're, uh, and we're also seeing, um, uh, you know, at that stage, we're also seeing a kind of interpenetration of all of those parts. So it's, it's in that environment that we work. So things like, you know, uh, uh, shifting context or creating containers that, that support transformation or designing systems that allow for greater levels of functionality or asking powerful questions. These are all things that come out of that subtle field mm. that shape the context that we work in. So that's the, that's the strategist is really in, in the stage model is really the, the kind of um, yeah. ultimate subtle stage. I mean, and just to get a sense, you know, I can have, um, the potency of leadership that comes online there, you know, right. being able to, right. the self-awareness that one has and the, the awareness of, groups you know so it's really it's really in a lot of ways it's the it's a kind of leading edge of leadership right right now i would say you know is that an organization you know it's like we have you know lose work the the teal organization it's all about working at that level of subtlety and complexity and what's possible there is yeah it's remarkable mm -hmm. yeah and then, so, you know, construct aware yeah. would be, would that be the first of these meta kind of? Yeah. So in the, in the meta aware stages, yeah. there's a, it's a, in, in the stages model, um, it didn't really, you know, uh, need to get into sort of a, you know, talking about the stages in depth, but, but um, I will say that in the meta aware stages, there's a, it's a tier shift in that model. So it's, it's really the beginning of, 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 uh, it's a kind of letting go of that whole subtle territory. Right. It's not that you lose it. You're embedded in it, just like you have a body and a heartbeat and emotions and thoughts, but you're, but you're not identified with it. You're identified with something else, which is awareness itself, awareness that's been kind of, you know, disidentified from the subtle. So you're uh, in the, you know, we say it's awareness of awareness. So at some point in, in that, you know, leading up to that stage, you start to have state experiences of like, I have, uh, oh, I'm, I have this kind of deeper place of awareness or presence in myself that's beyond, you know, my thinking and, 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 and anything. And, you have those experiences and you start to cultivate that right in the kind of green and, and, and teal stages and have greater and greater capacity for that. Um, but it's not your home base necessarily. It, it's a place that you, you seek or cultivate or know that's there and can kind of go through it through practice. And uh, as you move into the metaware stages, it becomes your, your home base. Like you, um, you don't have to practice to get in touch with it per se. It's just, you realize that, that, that it's who you are at a deeper level and you identify with it. And then, and that begins a whole, that begins a whole new developmental journey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, listening to this, um, it's like, 
sounds first of all when you talk about awareness of awareness it's like oh that sounds that starts the language starts to become more like something you might hear in um certain wisdom traditions spiritual traditions meditation teachings yeah and um you know as you describe it this stage it's like oh it does sound and and uh, you know like i'd love to hear what you think about this but it does sound like the kind of where identity and state experience I don't know if they, they begin to kind of coalesce in some way or um, but it's, it's very interesting the way you talk about it because it sounds like the, it sounds like a very, a, a, the place that a lot of spiritual teachers talk about right. and I imagine there's some differences to it. Yeah, you know, it's, um, I, I, you know, it's a big topic, but, you know, a lot of Terry's work has been, you know, about looking at the relationship between states and stages. And she has a, you know, a strong kind of um, theoretical foundation for that, mm-hmm. that there's a there's an interdependency. Um, and, you know, it kind of makes sense, you know. Um, uh, there's, you know, we've kind of had a shorthand of, you know, states becoming traits and, um over time, uh, but she's looked really, really in detail at like, like at each stage, what are the kind of states that you need to develop? You know, so for example, you know, you, at orange, you need to be able to focus your attention, you know, that like, and so we also have spiritual practices, which just have concentration meditation, right? You know, where you just, learn to focus your attention on an object. Orange being one of the conventional. Yeah, being a conventional stage. Yeah, yeah, like the achiever or modern consciousness. Yes. So we don't, you know, if I said, well, we work on focusing our attention on an object, you wouldn't say, well, that sounds like spirituality. You know, it's, it's just, it's just uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a, because that's a state you know, uh, that's very integrated. And, you know, we learned to do that in our, when we're in school as a yeah. kid, right? So those states do become, um, <clears throat> you know, our, there are development development of states that support stage development. But, but you bring up another thing, which is that, you know, when you get into the, yeah, when you get into the meta-aware stages, you start to have experiences and, and, um, and perspectives that, that we often identify with, you know, spiritual growth. Mm. And, um, you know, sometimes people can experience a movement into the construct aware stage as a kind of awakening, you know, because all of a sudden they're identified with something that's beyond what they thought they were. And and awareness itself has a kind of boundless vastness to it, and um, and an unconditioned aspect. So it has these kind of spiritual qualities, and um, yeah. So I'll just leave that there. Yeah, I think you know, take the conversation where you want to go with that. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could say a bit more about the construct aware stage. I'm curious about uh, a couple of things. Like one is, you know, if somebody, how, how does somebody shift from the strategist to construct aware? And I get that we're in a kind of interesting territory here because, you know, who's the self that wants to shift and, um, you know, is life not just growing as anyway? Uh, you know, these kind of questions come right, up. Right. Um, that that kind of like, who's the self that's so determined to develop oneself to the you know the infinite end game? So that's what that's one one thing I want to pick up. And then you said this new journey begins. I want to pick that up at some point. But just say a little bit more about construct aware, like because you know for me that term, you know, I'm, it's, it's very interesting, like kind of phrase and what it points towards yeah you know it's um yeah i mean naming stages is really problematic you know because you're you're taking like whole whole realities and just putting a word on them um but you know the the 
you know, just a few things that we're talking about is, is one being identified with that wider awareness. So, so this is uh, realizing that in that subtle realm, you know, there is a deeper self, which is aware of, of all of, of all that's happening. Right. And, and that awareness is, uh, and the interesting thing about that awareness is it's aware, not just of your thoughts and feelings, but it's aware of Joel. Right. So the whole thing that, like you said, who's the self that wants to develop? It's aware of the self that wants to develop. And it doesn't care about developing that, that deeper awareness. Mm. It's just aware of this kind of, of everything, including the ongoing development of everything. And, and so you're, you're, uh, and that awareness is aware of everything that arises you know, including, you know, the universe and Boris Johnson and everything in it, right? <laughs> so that's all arising in awareness. And, and so there's a boundless quality to it if you, you know, and so as you begin to explore that, all of a sudden your consciousness opens up to many, many more uh, sources of knowing, you could say. Um, and, and you, you be in, in, in retrospective, you can look back kind of on the subtle self as a, as something that kind of filters reality in a way, you know, into what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, what doesn't challenge the self too much and what, you know, what kind of fits in your reality. And this awareness is much more open. So, so uh, uh, you begin to sense and take in a lot more information. And um, so, so, you know, part of the experience is, is that. And um, the construct aware piece is, is just that as you, you know, starting really in green and teal, we begin to start to see that we're constructing our reality that we're constructing our experience. Um, so we begin to see in those stages that you and I are having a conversation and we're making meaning together. And, and the sense that we have of the world is, is in a sense constructed, you know, we're kind of telling a narrative and telling a story together. And that, that, that moves from a kind of collective construction to in the, Metaware stages to an ind another level down, which is kind of the individual construction. You begin to see that the mind is just doing that all of the time itself, whether you're in a conversation or not. You know that you're, you know, in a way, what you're experiencing is a kind of construct of the mind, and that's, you know, that be that begins to happen in the construct aware stage, and that's kind of where that in the stages yeah. well, that terminology is, is kind of held, held on to and, and refers to, but you know, like all of these things, like, you know, we're just like making these like really rough generalizations. There's a lot to all of these different stages and individual experiences that we're all having. So it's yeah. very hard to kind of generalize them, but that's a couple of the qualities. Yeah. Um, like, but, yeah, go ahead. Well, I wanted to pick on what, pick up on what you said, like what, who's the self that wants to develop? Like you, 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 you know, you picked up on, on the, on the central issue, you know, in this kind of move into the metaware stages, right. Which is this strategist tends to have a kind of orientation towards development. And yet it's not really that mind that, you know, that emerges in the next stage. So it's a very paradoxical and kind of disorienting that sometimes transition, there's um, Jenny Wade, uh, one of the things I love in her book, Changes of Mind, is she has these little kind of pithy developmental, like pithy kind of uh, disorienting challenges that come up at each developmental stage. And and I think they, if I can kind of paraphrase it, she said something like, you know, in the strategist stage, the or her equivalent of it, the, the orientation is to sort of become the, the self that you're meant to be, you know, and, you know, you're your your authentic self your you know your realized self and and the transition dilemma is that to become yourself you have to let go of yourself hmm. so you really you kind of um 
nailed that there. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. I, I've heard um, some people name that as, you know, uh, at one place I'm like, what do I want to, who am I meant to be? What, what What's my purpose, you know? Yeah. And at some point it's like, what does life want with me? You know, in a sense, like what does God or whatever word you want to use? And actually for me, like coming into incredible grief again around my own sense of precariousness and, um, uh, the sense of a part of me that was like trying to complete itself or become, become something powerful or, you know, polished in order to, to not really fully let in the, the fact that the feeling of like precariousness and, um, you know, on the other side of that, though, the incredible life and um, uh, like energy that comes in, f- flooding in once that self begins to let go of control. In fact, it sees that it wasn't in control in the way that it thought it was. I think that's more accurate to say. So, so for me, like, yeah, l- l- this kind of presence we're talking about um, has become like like the... But once that comes online, then then it gets easier in a sense. But before that point, it's just kind of there's this period of like, oh God, what is this? You know, like an unbounded space. Um, right. So a few right. thoughts that come up. That's beautiful. So beautifully put. I love it. And you had a beautiful alliteration in there. <laughs> You're like <clears throat> powerful purpose purpose polished <laughs> moves to precarious <laughs> that's great <laughs> no it's so it's so beautifully put you know how you're describing that you know it's um you know it's uh <clears throat> yeah you know and, and you know in, in our work we've we i mean we're we're, we're talking about a particular kind of as we talk about particular territories in, in development or in consciousness, I, I want to just state that, you know, I don't want to idealize any particular stage or any particular. Yeah. So, but having said that, we're talking about this and, and um, you know, we've, we've worked uh, a lot with people moving through this transition in a way like the, the kind of developmental territory that, that, that people often come into GTC are between this sort of green and construct aware and transpersonal and, and stages after construct aware, that kind of territory of that movement. And, and um, <clears throat> so I've kind of seen a lot of this and, and it's a big shift what you're talking about. And for some, it's a, it's a gentle shift. And for some, it can be more uh, dramatic, you know, and you, and you point to, you know, you point to something which is true in any kind of shift, which is that there's the, that kind of letting go of where you've been and unmooring and losing sight of the shore. And then there's the affirming of that deeper awareness or self as it comes in, the, the kind of grounding in that. And that there, it can be disorienting to go to go through that. And um, yeah, particularly also because we're, you know, you're getting into territories where there aren't a lot of anchor points in the culture for this. Hmm. We're getting more and more anchor points in the culture for the kind of, um, you know, teal stage. And we're starting to get some. By teal, you mean strategist? Strategist. Yeah. 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 Strategist for the strategist stage. We we definitely have anchor points in the culture for that. And, And a little bit for construct aware. There's a few construct aware. Couple of contract aware comedians out there, and you know people like that. But you don't like when you go into this territory. It can be quite disorienting because if you don't have community or support or someone who can kind of make sense of this for you, who who are those comedians that you? <laughs> you think you, do you know their names or like? Yeah. Well, names? well, uh, who knows what's coming from what stage? But when I look at somebody like a, you know, like a kind of Reggie Watts. Do you know him? No. Go check out Reggie Watts. I think he's a constructor or a comedian. Right. 
<laughs> Don't be disturbed by what you find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or artists like, you know, like Saul Williams, you know, yeah. people working quite really complex late stages in their art. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, the, but there's not much, you know? No. And actually, it's funny, that, that kind of prompts me a question in me, which is, you know, you mentioned different, um, opening to different sources of knowing or taking in more information. That's something I'm really interested in. Um, and you just mentioned artists there, like Saul Williams, you know? And so it just seemed to me in my life that alternate modes from the kind of analytical, active mode of, you know, like logical reasoning whilst being still really important uh, in ways is insufficient, you know? And so, yes, like awareness of awareness. So a kind of, you know, developing that kind of, that kind of, you know, access to that kind of knowing or an identity as that kind of knowing. But yeah, I wonder if you could say more about what you mean by opening to sources of knowing or mm. kinds of information that we start to perceive. Mm. Well, it's interesting when you were speaking earlier, you said that, you know, in, in that shift that you were describing, you said when you landed in it, there was so much life and energy and in a way there was an ease in that. Is that a fair yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A kind of ease and, and a sense of kind of um, well-being. Yeah. 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 So, um, he also used a really interesting word, which was, you know, like that kind of sense of you know, the place you were before was was polished. Sorry about that. A little ring. Let me turn that off. The sense that you used be the place. You also said that 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 place before was polished. You know. So, so if you just uh, just want to start with a kind of intuitive sensing into that shift of a place that's kind of polished and and purpose driven and contained to this openness to life and energy and well-being. Mm. So you can just have an intuitive sense of, of, of that there's, a, there's this kind of open awareness to more, to, to just to read more of reality, mm. right? So and then, so what comes up, you know, in that, you know, like there's, um, you know, there's, if we think about like the, the multiple kind of ways of, of knowing, you know, a simple description might be like body, mind, spirit, or, or at the levels of kind of, just kind of levels of what's happening. There's the physical, there's the energetic, there's emotional, mental, um, there's kind of more subtle sensing. Um, there's, individual and collective there's uh you know there's this kind of vast territory which you can explore and and as we develop our our consciousness just becomes wider and more, more open to more sources of, of of knowledge and so um one of the things we notice for example as we just step into the metaware stages is just uh that, that first stage of construct aware is a kind of more, it's a more in the moment kind of oriented stage. And so um, the, the knowing tends to be more intuitive. Mm. Uh, mm. Sometimes, um, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, it tends to be more present based, mm. um, present, you know, in the present moment. Um, uh, which, takes us out of the realm of like ha having a, you know, it's deeper out of the realm of having an agenda or a plan or, but just sensing, sensing into, mm. into a more complex, you know, uh, awareness of what's happening and into the quality of emergence. Right. 
So we're working on a deeper level of complexity. So there is a, you know, you become much more comfortable with, with, um, you know, like a, a one of the simple definitions of a complex system is you can't map, map cause and effect. Right. So that sounds good, but if you were, if you actually like put yourself in the state of mind where you're in a world where you didn't know what the cause and effect of anything was, like just imagine for a moment, like what that would be, be like, how would you have to respond? Yeah, you'd have to just be really aware and sensing into what's happening and and engaging and 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 noticing how your engagement impacts uh, your environment. And so it's not that you can't map, you know, there's lots of simple things happening all of the time that you can map and respond to in, in less complex ways, but this awareness just feels much more comfortable just kind of being, being present and, and, and noticing more subtleties in the environment, responding, being more adaptive, experimental, playful, intuitive, you know, uh, that, because that's the kind of world that they see. Yeah. Make sense. It does. I mean, I want to say like, I, I think I see in the coaching industry now modes of coaching that are working in this way, you know, like someone, a mentor of mine, Steve March, you know, whose work is all about unfolding depth, you know? So it's like, it's not a structural approach to coaching, which says, you know, okay, this is where you are. This is where you want to go. Let's chart the path. It's actually saying, no, there are, there are depths to our experience, but we're also, we're going to probe and sense and into the moment. And as we do so, it reveals itself, you know? So um, I found that exquisite. And what I've been interested, fascinated by is I've been working in that way with people and people who are not familiar with the kind of language we're using today. And, and, and the coaching creates a kind of scaffolding where they go into that way of being, you know, and, and, um, and, and very powerful things start to emerge, you know, and they really get, boom, like they get a, a kind of imprint, uh, which has been very potent. And right. I think just one last thing is like that there's something about me for, for like as coaches, we need to refine our self, you know, as, as kind of organs of perception. And that one of the things we need to do on that path is like, is learning to, you know, it's like metabolizing our conditioning and learning to kind of be with the experiential intensity of the moment, you know, in that uncertainty. And from, for, for, you know, for a long time, that was terrifying for me. And it still is at times. It still is for sure. But at the same time, the flip side of that is it's also, inc- you know, what I said before is like, now it's incredibly enlivening and, you know, being in that field of awareness when um, it's like these nodes of kind of information or a reality reveal themselves, you know, and, and there's just a kind of poetry or artistry to it. You know, this kind of flow of unfolding and revelation that takes place. Mm. Is it, you know, and, and uh, like it becomes like art. The coaching mm. becomes, yeah. So that's a few thoughts that come up. Like beautiful what you share. No, it's a, yeah, it's beautiful the way you're describing it. It's so uh, that's um, so reflective of what I'm pointing to. You know, it's um, there's a couple of things I wanted to pick up on what you said, which feel important. One is that you you said something about having to be you know work with your own conditioning, which. Um, it's uh, in a way it's, it's kind of one of the paradoxical things because we're talking about, um, you know, we're sort of talking about this kind of rarefied um, vantage point on reality, which is unconditioned. And, um, and, and in a certain kind of way, these stages are like the beginning of a whole other level of like shadow work. Mm. of of working with, you know, the conditioning. Um, 
because that, you know, as you move from the sort of polished to precarious, <laughs> you begin to see in a much more full way, you know, what's here, you know, we can embrace, like we started this conversation with grief and we, be, you know, we can at one level be much more open to a full, you know, um, experience of reality. And at the same time, you know, there's, there's shadow to be dealt with there at a, a whole other level than we might have dealt with earlier. And, and, and we also see that to actually be in that open space of emergence, as you said, we have to be continually kind of working with our own constructions, our own reactions, our own conditioning to be, you know, to be open to that emergence and, and not just individually, but also collectively. So that's a whole other piece we haven't got into, but it's a, you know, this practice happens collectively too. I guess you're talking about it in a coaching relationship and that's a kind of collective emergence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, um, there's a, it's a kind of mystery as to how to speak to this, you know, there's, you know, but, but one of the stories that I have about it or one of the, you know, the kind of perspectives that seems really useful to me is that, that, you know, we're engaging in the emergence, but we're also engaging in the emergence with a kind of sincerity that, that, that belies a faith in, um, in something, right? You know, to, to be in that space of emergence, we might not have an agenda of a plan of how to get to, from A to B, but it's not exactly like we're, we're indifferent in that conversation, right? There's, there's, there's a, we're, we're awake and present and receptive to, um, something that, you know, the auto Sharma says the future that wants to emerge. <clears throat> That's a pretty good way of putting it, you know, because it's, it kind of takes us out of the picture to put it that way. Um, uh, but my, in my, my, in my own perception about this is that we're, we're all like uh, in a kind of proximate relationship to a reality here, a, a, a greater expression of our existence um, and a, an awakened, uh, compassionate, healed, uh, sustainable, equitable, uh, beautiful world. We're kind of next door neighbors to that. And, and, and so when we engage in these conversations, it's a kind of process of discovering of some opening into what's next. And, and your, my experience of that, and it's one of the things that's, you know, <clears throat> we call ourselves coaches, but, but those kind of conversations that you're describing, you know, everybody who's involved in that is, is emerging into something new, you know. We're, we're, we're very much like being facilitated into something new. And that's one of the beautiful gifts of doing this work is we just get to go around, you know, doing that and, and experiencing that emergence into, into depth. Yeah. Into reality into a more whole existence. Yeah. And take people along with us for the ride and, and enjoy that together. Yeah. Well, it's a very, um, I mean, I feel very privileged to be doing this work because it is, um, it's an act, it's a deep act of service, but it's also, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I can't find the words, but it's like, it's just an act of love for me. And, and that's, there's nothing better. If, and, and to be in the, you know, the flow of this energy, this, you know, some of the words you use remind me of, you know, this kind of evolutionary impulse that feels like he wants to move through 
us as we as we kind of relinquish control and um you know like that that's where i yeah I'm, i'm curious to ask you a bit more about the collective forms of Mm. um being together you know that emerge at these post-conventional construct you know late late post-conventional stages um sounds like we're touching into that you know these emergent kind of um surrendered spaces that we can enter into but perhaps you could say more about you know what you see in the collectives in those stages and also how they relate to shadow and stuff like that Mm. Yeah. Again, small question. Well, you know, um, I mean, this is a, you know, this is kind of central to the work on the generating transformative change program is we're, we're, you know, we're in a way, you know, doing a kind of a incubator and, and, um, for, for the capacities, the individual and capacity, collective capacities to work in this place of emergence. And so we have, you know, we have our own experience of, you know, of working with and experimenting with that. And, um, and, uh, and I think I'll, you know, that's, um, we're not alone in that. There are other people out there doing that right now. Um, Some things that I notice, I mean, we're already kind of presenting this in the conversation uh, so that, but we started with a, some developmental, you know, um, conversation of looking at it developmentally. So if we, if we look at, this is a kind of shorthand to the answer to your question. It's a more, you know, it's a more complex question because at this stage, one thing that's happening is that our, um, you know, kind of our, our, our subtle constructions of self and other are becoming more uh, um, fluid or more interpenetrated. So it's, it's, a, it's an, the, at, at these, at the metaware stages, what we, how we conceive of that this kind of subtle collective becomes much more interpenetrated. So leadership, followership, um, individual, collective, uh, we begin to see as part part of just one thing that we don't quite have a word for. We can call it collective, um, but it's not collective as opposed to individual, because it's it's a it's a collective that includes the full expression of individuality and and the full recognition of that kind of interpenetration. But a shorthand. So having said that, a shorthand is just to kind of look at like how would these these um, capacities that we're talking about, like the capacity to ground in awareness, what would it mean for that to happen collectively? So initially in this, we, we kind of, um, you know, we kind of, uh, uh, transpersonalize the collective. We, we hold this, this, awareness of awareness and we infuse the collective with that you could say the collective is still this kind of subtle field that we're working in and so now we have a collective that really recognizes and expresses and embodies this sense of this ground of groundless ground of being that we have in ourselves so we recognize that in our collective space so that's one of the mm. things that happens in the collective. Um, the other, th- so then we talked about like, like construction of meaning and, and mind. So we, we begin to be aware of that in the collective, right? So we begin to be aware of the collective stories that we tell at a more subtle level, the collective kind of, energy that moves through the field at a more subtle level and begin in that way that you were describing of having to be aware of your own conditioning in that space of emergence, we at a collective begin to become aware of our own conditioning in the space of emergence. So for a collective to become aware of it, it requires 
conversation or some communication because we don't, there's no like brain sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> it's usually like a rock or a candle, but no brain sitting in the middle of the room. Uh, yeah. But it's, um, so, so you, be, as a collective, you, you, you can develop capacities to become self-reflective and just as we do as an individual. So we, we move between as an individual, we move between being immersed in our consciousness and stepping back and reflecting on it and, 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 and integrate that reflective and immersive awareness. And as a collective, you can do that too. You can, you can be immersed in the conversation like we are now, or you can stop, stop and notice something about the conversation yeah. or how, how the form of the collective is taking shape and be, begin to build that collective awareness. So there's just a couple of um, kind of illustrations. I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I'm uh, pretty good because we have to finish in a minute and, you know, I feel like we could talk for another hour about this as, as you speak about this. And I'm also seeing actually, a huge, an interest, I would say huge interest, but I am seeing definitely an emerging interest in these kind of spaces in the yeah. world. You know, yeah. probably like I'm thinking of the circling community where the best right. of that stuff is definitely, you know, right. there's also different levels of standards of circling, but the best of that I've seen does do what you're talking about. And then, yeah. you know, Patricia Albert's work and, um, you know, yeah. the group's talking at, focusing on these we spaces where, you know, there's a there's a definitely a very fluid sense of self and, and shared, you know, for me, I've been quite blown away by the shared experiences that can happen, you know? Right, right. So the, the, the um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a connection there. You yeah. know, there's a connection there. I would just add, and a piece that's really important for me is that, like with our own individual work and the collective work, it's, it's equally, um, there's, it's equally a capacity that creates an expression that has a, that has an impact on the world. Ultimately the kind of this quality of consciousness or collective emergence leadership, however you want to describe it, takes shape in the world, right? It's, it's like, I want that consciousness also when we're out building a house together right. or organizing together. That, and, and this is what we see. It actually creates a capacity that allows a kind of creativity and fluidity of action that's incredibly productive and effective in the world. So it's not just the, the, the experiential state that's important, but also that, that it activates our, our, our leadership in the world so that we can actually impact the world with it. I mean, you know, actually what you're saying right now is so important because for me, yeah, like individual coaching is one vehicle that can help us navigate these times. But actually what we desperately need is how do we live together collectively and access these higher potentials that can, you know, help us live in, in kind of very compassionate, collaborative ways. That's really where the, the game is. Yeah? Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Hey, so um, I'm just aware of like, I'm like gutted that I had something scheduled now because I really would like to continue talking. So maybe we actually do that and we reschedule another time to build on this conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to do that, Joel. Yeah. We're, we're happy. Yeah. It's kind of fun having an end, an, an, end, an end point we have to meet. Yeah. <laughs> just tell us uh, very quickly, like where can we find out more about your work? Yeah, it's uh, at pacificintegral.com is yeah. the best way to go. And, and, and also just this topic of collective emergence, there's a, uh, if you go there in our resources section, there's a really good description of what we're doing with that. There's a, a paper there called um, As Through and From the Cosmic We, I think is what it's called, something like that. Anyway, you'll see it. It's a really good description of this particular topic. So, um, but anyway, yeah, and we have the Generating Transformative Change Program, which is um, starting in October this year. And we'd love to hear from anybody who's interested in any, in any shape or form. 
And it's really great to talk with you, Joel. It's really, it's been too long and, and a really rich conversation. So deeply appreciated it. Here we are on the other side of the podcast. Where are we going to go now? Well, I just want to take 20 seconds to say again, thanks for listening. Always welcome people reaching out and recommending guests for us to speak to. And if you feel like leaving a review or sharing this podcast, I would be very grateful. As I said at the start, I just want as many coaches to benefit from it as possible. Until you hear my voice again, be well. Be well.